The New Jersey Devils are on a three-game losing streak, and they just dropped their latest matchup to the Columbus Blue Jackets, who sit dead last in the Metropolitan Division. But don't look now. The race for last is getting a little tighter for the Devils, and they really got to bring their act together. I'm coming to you live from the Prudential Center with all the post-game coverage. Lots of breakdown in today's episode Locked on Devils. Lots of sound bites to cover. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils Ryder for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential MIA member, Trey Matthews, coming to you live from the Prudential Center press box post-game. Everybody has gone home, and I am here to give you guys the post-game recap, my thoughts on the matter, and also play some sound bites I was able to obtain in the locker room. So remember how I said in the previous episode that the New Jersey Devils have officially hit rock bottom. They could go nowhere but up. Boy, was I wrong because they have lost their third straight game, this time to the last place Columbus Blue Jackets in the Metropolitan Division. And don't look now, but the Devils are only one point ahead of the Blue Jackets for last place in the Metro. So things could not be worse for the Devils at this point. So In today's episode, in segment one, I will give you guys my initial reactions to the game, what I was able to see in the press box. And then in the second segment, we'll highlight some players, particularly one player who was on the rink for two of those goals. And we need to talk about his defensive inabilities. And no, it is not Brendan Smith. And then in the third and final segment, like I do with every postgame recap, I will compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade. So, To start out this segment, let's look at a post courtesy of Mike Moriel of NHL.com. So he said, entering this matchup, the Columbus Blue Jackets were winless in their last eight games on the road. They had a record of 0-5-3, and they also allowed four more goals in seven of the eight matchups. Six of the eight losses came in just one goal games. And now let's look at another post courtesy of Josh Reince of the Hockey Riders. He said, if you are looking for some hope as a Devils fan, First, they aren't the Jets. And second, the Columbus Blue Jackets have been outscored 28 to 17 in the third this season because the Devils were trailing two to one. Things were looking a little grim. They weren't really generating that many good looks on Elvis Merzlinkis. So people were writing them out going into the final period of regulation. And I was just hoping for a final surge from the Devils. And they were able to do so. They generated a lot more shots, but they just got handcuffed. So, When looking at this game, let's look at some of the pregame notes. So the Devils went back to a 12-6 lineup. Thank God. However, here was the catch. Brendan Smith was the left-wing fourth liner for the Devils. So here are my thoughts on the matter. I'd say my only problem with Smith being a forward is that he's a little too slow because it's one of the issues I have with him as a defenseman because you see teams trying to isolate him, get him on an island and go at him. That's why the Devils sometimes find themselves in too many odd man rush situations. But I know Smith has had a history of playing forward before. So once again, that was the least of the Devils problems. Just wanted to highlight it. I didn't agree with the decision, but 
it wasn't worst case for the Devils. And speaking of being too slow, let's just talk about this Devils team in general. And we saw this in period one. So I wrote some stuff down because at one point, Andre Pilat whiffed at a puck. Then Tyler Toffoli iced the puck. Seven minutes into the game, only one shot on Elvis Merzlinkis. And for a good number of those offensive possessions in which the Devils were able to generate more shots, they were mostly one and dones. Like, I didn't see the Devils create too many good rebounding opportunities for themselves. I didn't see them trying to collapse defense. And once again, that didn't really start to happen until period three. But it goes back to what I've been saying the last few weeks, which is the Devils have to do something offensively to get better looks for themselves. And I thought getting Jack Hughes back into the lineup would make a difference. But needless to say that the Devils just came out flat-footed and it leaked over from their game against the Red Wings because obviously that was their worst performance of the season. So I thought uh, a couple days rest, maybe the Devils would learn a thing or two. And unfortunately, given the circumstances, it seems like, yes, they took like maybe one step forward, but it was just like a itsy bitsy baby step. At least they got a goal. At least they didn't get shut out. But once again, they just found themselves making mistakes at the most inopportune times. And it didn't seem like they had any heart and hustle. And I'm not the only one to uh, figure that out because courtesy of Mike Moriel of NHL.com, he put this on the X app. He said, MSG analyst Bryce Salvador was speechless with the lack of effort by the Devils in the opening period after what transpired on Wednesday. 4-0 loss at Detroit. Opening 10 minutes was uninspiring. Big four-minute penalty kill is wasted as Danforth connects with Robinson on a stretch pass. And this is something I'm going to talk more about in the second segment, but it was clear that the Devils, they knew how to play good in spurts of this game, but once again, they just did not play the entire 60. So Jack Hughes spoke to the media post-game, and he wasn't the happiest camper. He was short, simple, to the point with his answers, more than usual, and you could just tell the look in his eye that he was a little pissed off with his team and their lackadaisical effort because, once again, the Devils showed no heart to begin this game, and it came back to bite them. You cannot just choose to turn on the Jets late in the game because it might be too late for them, and it came back to bite them. So I'm going to play the entirety of Jack Hughes' media availability. It was only like a minute long, but he gave some once again, very blunt answers as to how the team has been performing. And I even asked him, like, are there any specific changes he wants to see made? Here's what he had to tell me and the rest of the media post game. Um, obviously, yesterday we talked to some guys about conversations that were had. Did you feel that results aside, there was some element of response to what you guys discussed? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just tough result, you know. Jack, after your line, does it, and Holtz did catch on that one opportunity, but does it feel like a lot of the offense is being generated after you know, the top line here? Listen, we didn't generate anything tonight either. We didn't score, so who are we to talk? For sure. Do you think from those conversations yesterday, you think there are you know, still things that, that you want to resonate more with this team? I think that, uh, I mean, probably talking too much. we got to go out there and play better. What are some of the specific adjustments you want to see be made uh, since you're one of the leaders of this team? I got no adjustments. It's all, it's just our will and compete, and that's about it. I feel like after the first period, you guys started to maybe pick it up a little bit and you know maybe you can ride that tomorrow into you know, playing Buffalo. Yes, yes and no. I mean, uh, it's just not a great performance, and we should be excited and ready to go for tomorrow. 
during his soundbite, once again, I asked him, like, were there any changes he wanted to see made to the team? And he says it just comes down to will and compete and that he didn't really have any specific ideas in mind. So I think he is absolutely right. And once again, it just highlights what I've been talking about, what the fans have been talking about, what the rest of the media is talking about, which is what is going on with this Devils team? Because that's back-to-back games in which they show no hustle, no heart, no determination. I'll give them credit. They improved in this game in that sort of category because at least they gave themselves a chance late in the game. But against the Red Wings, once again, you only generated 16 shots on goal on Alex Lyon of all goalies with no disrespect to him, but he's not exactly a Vesna caliber goalie. And the same can be said for Elvis Merzlinkis. So you could tell that Jack is a little pissed off. And that's sort of going to transfer into my next segment. But before we continue, let me tell you guys about BetterHelp. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNHL today to get a 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on NHL. Okay, so in the previous segment, I talked about some mistakes that the Devils made. Well, there was one player in particular on the defensive side of things that was on the rink for both of those blunders, and I get that he shouldn't take all the blame, but it really makes him the common denominator as to what's been wrong with the Devils' defensive execution, and that is Dougie Hamilton. So as you guys know, I am a big fan of Dougie Hamilton and his overall game because I said he brings a lot of offense to the Devils' blue line. Obviously, he was a Norris finalist just a few years ago. He's definitely shifted the culture here in New Jersey, but the one thing that's been very evident is that He is mostly offense and little to no defense as proven in this game. Because as we saw, Boone Jenner scored the first goal of the game for the Blue Jackets. What had happened? Well, it was a tip-in attempt on his end from Johnny Goodrow. Both Jonas Siegenthaler and Dougie Hamilton missed their assignments. They were on one side of the net, and nobody was guarding Boone Jenner on the doorstep, and he was able to find the back of the net with ease on Akira Schmidt. So I'm just like, you just left your goalie out to dry, and I know I've been complaining about the net mining for the Devils the last few episodes, but I cannot put that on Akira Schmidt. That is just piss-poor defense from the Devils once again, and it goes back to what I've been talking about the last few weeks. It seems like the Devils, they have bad communication, just bad execution, And once again, it seems like their defensemen are too focused on the offense that they just forget about their defensive responsibilities. Case in point right there with Dougie Hamilton. Now, it wasn't all that bad because the momentum shifted back into the devil's favor a few moments later. So what had happened? Well, Alexander Holtz, he was able to score on a very quick snapshot and Elvis Merzlinkis was too slow to stop it. But that does not happen without Andre Pilat creating the opportunity for Holtz to get wide open, which resulted in Palat getting his fourth point in the past five games. So Palat during this five-game stretch, he has one goal and three assists. So I think Palat has been improving a little bit, and I got to give credit where credit is due. But Karma has an interesting way of working because not too long after, Alexander Holtz was given a double minor for high sticking. So 
the Devils, it seemed like once they recapture the momentum, they give it right back to the Blue Jackets. So the Blue Jackets go on the man advantage for a lengthy period of time. And you think the Devils are doomed in that case? Well, not exactly, because they killed off that penalty in dominating fashion, and they gave the Blue Jackets little to nothing to work with, and that gave the the Prudential Center, that gave the Rock, that gave the fans, that gave a lot of people some extra energy, and we thought it would transfer over to the Devils, right? No, because just a, a few moments after that PK... What happened? Well, once again, Dougie Hamilton had sort of a lapse defensively that resulted in Eric Robinson getting his first point of the season, an open breakaway goal that made it a two to one game for Columbus. And that's all they needed to beat the Devils. So once again, Dougie was on the rink for both defensive lapses. And I know uh, that we're big on offensive Maya defensemen in today's NHL. And I think Lindy Ruff has picked up on it because on that second goal, Luke Hughes was Dougie Hamilton's defensive partner. Didn't Lindy learn his lesson from the game against the Winnipeg Jets in which, yes, Luke and Dougie are great offensive dynamic defensemen, but in terms of defense, both of them still have a lot of work to do. And once again, it came back to bite them. And as a result, the Devils go down two to one and the Blue Jackets, they put their foot on the gas pedal and they just didn't look back. They relied a lot on Merzlinkis to try to shut the door down. So, it raises the important question. Should Dougie Hamilton be a healthy scratch in the next matchup against the Buffalo Sabres? Well, here's what Lindy had to say post-game in regards to Dougie and his performance. Lindy, just curious what you thought of Dougie Hamilton's game tonight. It felt like he was... Uh, no, I mean, not. I mean, really not good. I mean, the mistake on the on both goals, a two-and-two two rush, and, uh, you know, got caught... Uh, let a guy in behind him on the second one. Those are, you know, the plays that we're trying to eliminate. Obviously, I thought about possibly asking Lindy if you would make uh, Dougie a healthy scratch just to make a drastic change or maybe just to send a message to your team saying, like, nobody is safe. We are struggling badly. So uh, we're, I'm going to do some drastic changes in order to get a point across. Well, I just said there's no way he's going to make Dougie Hamilton a healthy scratch. Just no way because – Dougie is one of the top 50 players in the NHL. Obviously, he's one of the best players on the Devils roster. And I'm not trying to make an excuse for him because his defensive inabilities has been very frustrating for the Devils. And it's been very pinnacle as to how poor the Devils' defense has been the last few weeks. So I, I, I know a lot of people, including myself, were thinking about the possibility of Dougie Hamilton getting scratched. But does that make the Devils any better because at least Dougie can redeem himself at one point or another by getting a goal or getting an assist or something like that. So I'm just saying like what the mindset might be for Lindy Ruff in terms of making that tough decision. Now, a lot of people might say, well, look at Patrick Line because Patrick Line was a healthy scratch for the Columbus Blue Jackets not too long ago. And the coaching staff was just trying to get a message across their team. I get that and all, but I just think the circumstance might be a little different for the Devils because I think the Blue Jackets, they've accepted the rebuild, but the Devils, they're trying to turn it around quickly. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's plausible, but not likely. That's just my overall opinion. Now, I want to talk about Akira Schmidt because I've been basically crapping on the goaltending for the Devils because similar to the defense and similar to the offense, it hasn't been the greatest stretch of games for 
Akira and also VTech. But Akira deserved uh, more reps. He deserves more chances. And I feel as though he was making those crucial saves because this is something that I was critiquing VTech Vancheck on. I said, yes, the goals that are let up, they're not entirely on you, but you still got to make those crucial saves for your team. So we saw that in period one when he made a few crucial saves and the Devils left him out to dry at certain points in the game. And that's what resulted in the two goals. But I think another case in point as to how well Akira performed was when he robbed Johnny Goodrow on an open breakaway opportunity in period three and basically kept it a two to one game and kept his team in it. So I think Akira Schmid, while I don't think it's likely, I think he deserves the 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 start in the next matchup against the Buffalo Sabres because you got to ride the hot hand at this point. And I think it has to go to Akira Schmid. I know I'm a little hesitant about putting too much on his shoulders, but at this point, the Devils are slumping. They are spiraling. They need some sort of positive aspect to go their way. And I think Akira Schmid could be that guy in net. And I had the chance to ask Akira some of the things that he and VTech are trying to work on so that way they could get back to their old selves. Here's what he told me. From a goaltending perspective, what are some of the adjustments that you and VTech are trying to make in order to get back to uh, what you guys were able to do uh, towards the end of last year? Uh, I mean, just like all of us, you know, it's just working on details. Um, small things make a huge difference in this league. I mean, just generally in hockey. And uh, that's kind of what we've been working on. You know, it's not far off, but uh, just always a little bit behind. Obviously, like I said, it's not entirely on them. And I do expect for them to try to make those clutch saves at one point or another. And I think Akira was able to do that. And I think for VTech, he needs to get back to it. So just working on those little things. And I think the big thing that VTech needs to work on is just better rebound control because too many times, like I said, I've been seeing the opposition uh, just get too many rebound opportunities on the Devils. And this game was no exception, but I put more of the blame on the defense for Devils in this case. But anyway, I know a lot of people are pushing for a lot of changes for the Devils. And here's what Lindy had to say post game in regards to the changes that need to be made to the roster. Check it out. You know, it's now one six, one and six in your last seven. Um, you know, is there any sort of systematic changes that, that need to happen? Are you considering that at all um, at this point? When, you, when you're saying systematic? I, I guess, you know, and maybe further lineup changes, maybe, you know, things, teams are figuring out your system. I mean, we don't have a lot of lineup changes we can we can make, um, you know, until we get people coming back. So there's not a lot of lineup changes. We, we know that we're a little bit limited. We've had some, you know, if you want to compare the, the previous game to tonight, we played a game that would give us an opportunity to win a hockey game. Like I've been telling you guys, the Devils are spread thin. They don't really have many options to work with for the time being. With Timo Meyer being out, with Nico Heischer being out, with Tomas Nosek being out, the Devils are losing their depth, and that's what made them so efficient last year. So missing your captain, missing your power forward, missing a depth guy like Nosek, who is capable of being somewhat physical, getting those face-offs, whatever the case might be, being on special teams, I think it definitely uh, puts a damper on the Devils. And like I said, there aren't that many options for Lindy Ruff to work out, especially with uh, the players that he has to deal with not being on the rink. And one of those players is now possibly Curtis Lazar because Curtis Lazar got hurt in this game. He tried to uh, go back onto the rink during a media timeout, but it, it, he, it just wasn't going to work out for him. So 
during the course of period one, he was actually limping towards the tunnel. And it seemed like it was a very painful injury. And he tried to toughen it up and get back onto the rink. But better to be safe than sorry in this case. Lindy did reveal during his post-game press conference that Curtis Lazar is questionable going into the matchup against the Sabres. So just putting that out there. So all in all, it's just wash, rinse, and repeat with this team, which is they just cannot score for some reason. It seems like uh, their opponents are starting to figure them out a lot better. Their defensive execution is not there either. Lots of opportunities for the Blue Jackets to possibly make it a four or a five to one game. And luckily, they just had strong goaltending in Akira Schmidt. And, and the Devils, they just play good in spurts, but they cannot play the entire 60. Now, I asked Brendan Smith about the matter, and I said, like, what does this team need to do in order to just play well the entirety of the game? Here's what he told me. So uh, you guys seem to play good at spurts during the course of the season. So first period, you guys had a huge penalty kill. Period three, you generated way more shots. What are some of the adjustments, in your personal opinion, that need to be made in order to see better outcomes? I still think our starts have to be better. Uh, (laughs) I feel like that's two years now. We keep saying that. But that's something that we still have to get better at. We, We talk about even just playing even more simple and making sure we get pucks to the net. So... For sure, the starts have to be better. And in my mind, I just touched on it earlier, is that we can't we can't spot them two goals. But we, we you got the attention to detail is is so fine at this level um, that sometimes puck luck, if you're not paying attention, it'll go in the back of your net, and you cannot allow that. So um, there are no easy games in this league. The parity is is incredible, and so you have to be dialed in. All the time. So I, in my mind, I would still harping on, on our starts and, and just be very uh, attention to detail. So if we can kind of detail that in, I think it's going to keep us in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, it's just getting off to a good start, similar to what Jack Hughes said, similar to what Lindy Ruff said. You just need to get off to a good start. You can't just flip a switch in period three because it might be too little, too late. So you really got to step up your game when it matters most. And finally, I asked Brendan, like, even though he was a winger, what are some of the defensive adjustments that that need to be made in order for the Devils to uh, be be a better defensive unit? Here's what he told me. From a defensive aspect, uh, what are some of the things that you guys need to work on? Because it seems like you guys give up a lot of odd man rushes and open breakaways, and we saw that on full display once again in this game. I wouldn't say full display. I would say previous full display. I would say uh, it's been known through the, through the season that we have given up way too many odd man rushes. I wouldn't say today. We did give up two, maybe one. The, the breakaway for sure can't happen. It just can't happen, but uh, less. And so that's where I'm trying to take what I'm saying, glass half full. That's what I want to take away from that because we did give up way less, but we didn't cheat the game. We were above people. We, we played hard. So that's where I'm taking the positives. But... Um, we have been known for that for earlier, so I'm, we're trying to we're trying to grow, and a lot of times you got to kill the old you to, to become the new you, and, and that's what we're doing right now. I like how he also corrected me by saying it wasn't on full display. My bad. It's just a force of habit. Obviously, I say that phrase a lot on this show. But anyway, yeah, the, the defensive execution, especially from Dougie Hamilton, just wasn't there. And despite the Blue Jackets being last in the Metro, I guess at this point, 
No win is a guaranteed win for the Devils. I think we're well past that, and it sucks. But it's just a hand that's being fed to the Devils, and they're going to have to figure out sooner rather than later because once you start to go up against those hard opponents, then it might be hard to try to claw your way back up top the Metro. So I know a lot of people are saying that last year was a fluke. I don't think it was a fluke. Unfortunately, the Devils have just ran into a lot of bad luck in terms of injuries, and it's been ruining their depth. But we'll see what happens in the next game against the Sabres. And before we compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade, I want to tell you guys about the Game Time app. So once again, the Rock was bumping despite the loss. You heard a lot of boos from the Devils when they weren't able to capitalize on their power plays and also uh, in between intermissions because fans weren't happy with the overall execution. But that's what makes a fan a fan. So last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Views from all seats in the venue, lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. So see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's compare the stats and let's get out of here. So shots on goal differential, 38-28 to 28 in favor of the Devils. Once again, especially in period three. I saw the Devils be a lot more aggressive when it came to shooting the puck. But it raises the question, why can't you do this the entirety of the game? Because they couldn't even set up shop in their offensive end to begin the game. It was, They just played so flat-footed, and it came back to bite them. That's why you lost 2-1 to one against the Blue Jackets. A Blue Jackets team that, might I add once again, has been outscored in period three, 28-17 to 17 this season. So that was pretty pathetic for the Devils to step up their game too little, too late. Face-off percentage, 50 a pop between the Blue Jackets and the Devils. Power play. Blue Jackets were 0 for 3. Devils had a huge PK in period one on the double minor assessed to Alexander Holt. So that definitely gave them a lot of momentum. But once again, they gave it up. But it's but I've already touched on that. Devils power play 0 for 2. Starting to slip a little bit. And I told you, you cannot keep relying on the power play to be your main source of scoring. Paul Bizonet preached it on the TNT telecast a few weeks ago. You have got to try to be better at five on five. And I hate it when Biz is right. But in this case, he's right. I'll keep preaching it until the Devils get better at five on five. Hits 22 to 18 in favor of the Devils. They started to pick up their aggression as the game progressed. Blocks 22 to 16 in favor of the Blue Jackets. So if I had to give this game a letter grade for the Devils, I'm going to have to give them an F once more back-to-back games back-to-back failing performances because they have shown little improvement I will give them credit but not enough improvement for me to bump it up to a D minus so it was a piss poor effort against one of the worst teams in the NHL and I guess it goes to show you that no win is a guaranteed win for the Devils at this point they got to earn that credibility back so looking ahead of the schedule screw it F it up tear up those sheets because no win is a guaranteed win for the Devils I know, I know it's a little too early to talk about must wins, but when you look back at those games in February, March, April, those games do start to add up. So I just want to put that into the light, which is you don't want to be like 
on the outside looking in and then you miss out on the playoffs by like a point or two. And then you look back at to this game against the Blue Jackets, a team that you should have beaten on your home ice in your own barn and you couldn't pull your act together. So that cannot happen for the Devils. They got to try to start mustering up these wins quickly because it's been a very bad month for them. And I, I just, I'm just running out of words to describe it. I'm tired of repeating myself, and I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing about it, but that's all I could really bring into the light. So failing grade for the Devils, their next matchup will be in less than 24 hours as they're set to take on the Sabres once again at the Prudential Center. I will be credentialed for that game once more, so I will give you guys some more post-game coverage in the next episode. But as for today, that's all time I have for you, so continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again. Trey Matthews signing off at the Prudential Center.